Talk Radio. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Anyway, they had to take the top of my head off a couple times, <laughs> see if I had a brain. With the thoughts you'd be thinking, you could be another Lincoln if you only had a brain. We have a president, we have a vice president. The United Nations is running this worldwide. I know that's really old news for all of you out there, but the public is now understanding and that's the beginning of the end for the whole globalist operation. You are right that that has been the democratic strategy for 30 years, maybe, uh, and it has failed to deliver for the people we care about most, the undocumented Americans that are in this country. Biden has now come out and said that he wants to legalize all the illegals on a fast track to vote, even if they're not even citizens. Now, the Democrat cities have already passed laws to have them vote in local elections, which are held on the same ballot as the federal and state elections. So we've known this has been going on for decades and getting worse and worse. And they're giving out driver's license in over 20 states to illegal aliens so they can vote. So there's massive layers of welfare fraud here, ladies and gentlemen. Noting this is only one part of much broader UN hemisphere-wide vision that aims to spend $1.59 billion assisting about 3 million people in 17 countries who emigrated from home nations. And keep in mind, that's just their budget for the coming year. That's just their budget for the coming year. And and welfare is always dangerous because it domesticates people and it grows the size of the state. But if we're going to have it, should it be 93-year-old war heroes or should it be illegal aliens? It was very disgraceful what they did to the people in island shores that are beating up police then getting out with no bail, no bond, and flipping off the news cameras. There is this one percenter, you know, criminal element that looks at a different opportunity here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York, do all their stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail. Oh, Even in mainline Democrat skewed polls where they canvas 15% more Democrats, they bake that in that Democrats the dominant party, though they're not, they're the dying party. Despite that, Trump has 20 point lead. And in battleground states, five to 10 points. I mean, this is full panic mode. Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. I would dance and be merry, life would be a ding a dairy if I only had a brain. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much. I did not share classified information. I did not share it. With your ghostwriter. With my ghostwriter. I did not. Guarantee you did not. Joe Biden retained sensitive classified documents after he left the vice presidency. Marked classified? Yes. Marked classified, highest level, top secret SCI. They related to our international affairs, to war plans, to foreign relations. He knew it. He knew it. He's on tape after he's out of the vice presidency saying to his autobiographer, the classified documents are in the basement. Remember, 
when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of If we embrace this good news and how this good news has come to us, we will defeat their entire new world order. And it's very simple, but it's a decision we have to make. Canada halts euthanasia, that's the state killing people, for the mentally ill, citing lack of doctors willing to participate. What happens if we just don't participate in nuclear war? Drag queen, pedophile time. What if we don't just participate in Hollywood anymore? Or Bud Light or any of it? Well, that's that's happening. And we've, we've, we've reached the event horizon, the point of no return, the Rubicon, escape velocity, call it whatever you want. That's the point we... It's Monday, February 12th, in the year of 2024, and you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We have a lot to talk about today. Yesterday, of course, Super Bowl Sunday, and we'll uh, get into that here in just a second. We got a lot of videos to show you. Of course, like always, the story wasn't the game, it was the propaganda surrounding the game. I think it was Owen Schroyer, 1776, on Twitter, Owen posting yesterday, when I grew up. It, you know, the Super Bowl was about football, and then it became about football with a heavy dose of propaganda. Now it's mostly propaganda with a little bit of football in between. That's honestly how it felt. I'm sure I'm not alone amongst our audience in the Super Bowl being one of the only times I've watched TV for an extended period in a very long time. And let me just say, America is a horrifying freak show <laughs> and everything about it is just it's just disgusting it's just disgusting and awful i and i part of me is sort of glad that i feel that way and glad that most people that i follow on social media seem to feel that way everybody just sort of just viscerally disgusted at everything that they were seeing on tv yesterday and that means that you're you're like a frog that's able to tell the water is hot means you have avoided being slowly boiled in this cultural morass. Because most you realize most people, they, they watch what happened, like they watched the Super Bowl yesterday. They watch just everybody being a, a tatted up weirdo. They see every, just all the, all the weirdness and like it doesn't even phase them. It, they don't even know what they're seeing is so horrifying and wrong because slowly but surely all these little pieces have been introduced to their lives and they just accept each new horrifying advance in culture as inevitable and unquestionable and not even be remarked upon but when you're out of it for a while and then you jump into it it's just like what is this there's a video of i guess a famous clown i don't know who is ice spice is she a clown she wears a clown wig her hair is a clown hair. 
What is she a singer? Is she like Bozo, a famous clown? I, I don't know, but she's wearing an upside down cross necklace. She's doing satanic hand symbols while Taylor Swift and some other woman drink beer in a very performative way. It's all just terrible. <laughs> and like it's like unbelievable it legitimately is legitimately is unbelievable my brother-in-law who we were watching this with was like what is it who, who is this what are, what are they singing i'm like oh that's the black national anthem and he's like oh right right wait what <laughs> he's just like what are you serious are you are you serious right now he's like so mad it's like dude yeah, you're, you know, he's like a scientist. He's he's doing engineering constantly. He's not paying attention to pop culture. It's like, no, yeah, this has been around for a while. Yeah, there's a black national anthem. And it's not good. It's not good. Then I guess the white national anthem is Post Malone playing America the Beautiful. That was also kind of weird, dressed up like a like a country singer. And again, part of me is like, I don't even want my kids seeing this because it's just everybody like the, everybody's just a freak. Like they're all just freaks. I don't know how else to describe it. And like, I, you know, we got, we got crew members here tatted up cool tattoos. I, I don't really have a problem with tattoos, but it's the face tattoos. It's the creepy teeth that are just metal. It's just, it's all just so weird. And part of me is like, I don't even want my kids seeing this. So I don't want him having nightmares about some metal-mouthed, tatted-up weirdo tonight. But the other hand, it's like, I can't walk him down the street either, because that's how it looks in Austin anyway. So we're just surrounded by weirdos and freaks and psychopaths. It's all it's all very weird. And it made me think of the one of the first Super Bowls I remember, probably the first one I really remember. I think I was like 10, maybe 9. And I remember just like watching the Super Bowl with all my all my bros in elementary school. We were so hyped about the Super Bowl that during halftime we went out and played football in the street. When we came back in, we'd learned there'd been some sort of wardrobe malfunction. And of course that was the Justin Timberlake and what's her name? Jackson. And I like because we didn't see it. I just, I just, I have such a distinct memory. We're at my friend Cameron's house. We were out playing football, came back in and like a kid or two had stayed in there like, oh, you missed, we saw boobs. <laughs> there were boobs on TV while you guys were outside. And we were like, what, what, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, it was a wardrobe malfunction. And I remember even at 10 sort of being like having this awareness of like, oh, everybody is lying. Cause then later you see the video and I just remember, like, because I had I didn't see it live, and then afterwards heard like malfunction, wardrobe malfunction. They're saying it was an accident. There, something happened, and she accidentally was exposed, and it's very embarrassing. And then you watch the video, and it's Justin Timberlake just very clearly reaching over and ripping the shirt off on purpose in a choreographed way. And I remember just being ten years old and being like, "Oh, everybody is lying." <laughs> Oh, everybody is pretending like this is an accident, even though it is manifestly obvious to everybody watching that it was on purpose and pre-planned and not an accident at all. It's just another, so, you know, not only being 10 and having some sort of vague awareness that this was like a, 
like a ceremonial thing. Like, I, you know, I still not even sure exactly what the, what the purpose of it is, but to get like, you know, all of America, you know, it's just an incredibly valuable cultural moment to, uh, stop and yeah and there's the ripping off and i remember you know at 10 years old being like that wasn't an accident what the hell is everybody talking about it's like no it was, it was a wardrobe malfunction yeah they're very sorry uh, who, who could have known that was going to happen and it's like but the she shirt, just wears tassels around yeah, all the time right her, her like that's the, it was so obvious the shirt had to be designed to come off like that he reaches over and takes it off on purpose, obviously, and then she's got like pasties covering her boobs. So you know, it's just one of those times where it's like, oh, I don't, I don't really get what's going on here, but I get that everybody is agreeing to lie about this. I get that everybody is pretending to have not seen what we all just saw, just uh, more obvious than you can possibly imagine. There's the ripoff, and it's like, oh, oh my gosh. We're like, oh, what a terrible accident that was. It was a wardrobe malfunction. It's, you know, so I just, I wonder, I wonder what formative memories are being formed in the minds of children who are watching whatever it was we saw last night in terms of the, the cultural just cesspit we live in right now. And again, there's, and again, I, you know, God bless her. I literally have absolutely no idea, not even the slightest inclination to find out who Ice Spice is or why anybody pays attention to her. Who the hell knows? It's a mystery as far as I'm concerned, and I don't want it explained to me. But why does she look like a clown? Why does she have a clown wig on? What is that about, I wonder? (laughs) Honestly, I don't know. But it's all very sad. It's all very sad. This country we live in. I can only imagine. To being older than I am. Because like I said. I mean I'm one of the first Super Bowls I remember. Was them ripping the shirt off. And I can only imagine being like. My grandparents. Who grew up. My grandfather. Played in one of the first televised football games ever. When he was at OU. And they televised a college football game. He was kicked out in the first like two minutes because he got in a fight with somebody. <laughs> so it's like a story in my family where it's like, yeah, it's like this big deal, a televised football game, the whole family gathering around to watch old JD compete in one of the first televised football games. And he has to go and get in a fist fight in the first five minutes and get kicked out. But I can only imagine having grown up watching football in the 60s and 70s when it's all just good wholesome american fun you sit down to enjoy the super bowl like you have for the last 50 years and it's just whatever we saw yesterday just endless chaos like even you know they sing the national anthem that was kind of nice people stood the shot of the guy weeping that was impactful that was nice and then immediately it's a commercial for like a horror movie. <laughs> my sister, we're at my sister's house. So there's like seven kids running around all under the age of four. And uh, as soon as it comes on, my sister like sees what's happening and starts 
like runs to the back of the room and is like, wow, look at me. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. I'm doing something crazy. Just distract the kids because and all the kids are turning and looking at, at my sister and behind them on the TV is just like these these flashes of just like aliens, like grabbing people's faces. And it's just like, why can we not? Why can my children not watch the Super Bowl? Why is watching the Super Bowl just means that you're going to be bombarded with nightmarish psychological terrors? Just what what is this country? Why does everything suck so hard, so bad? It's everything is just so ugly. The black national anthem. I mean, it's just it's just bad. It's, who the hell is Ice Spice? Who the hell is Ice Spice? It's a damn good question, Mr. Trump. But yeah, the black national anthem, it's like, it's all these like just incredibly fat black women just like, just like doing these weird hand motions and we're all just watching it just like snickering, right? It used to be like the Grammys and the Oscars and the Super Bowl and everybody would tune in. It would be something that you talked about for a while, big cultural moments would happen. Now just nobody really even cares about the Oscar. It's just like you just see you know, A-list stars slapping each other later. You know, the next day you see the video of Will Smith slapping the crap out of Chris Rock for insulting his just thoroughly detestable wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, so, you know, nobody really cares about the Oscars anymore. They don't even pretend it's about art or film or culture. It's literally a uh, racial whatever. It's like... This is the best. Every everybody nominated for best actor has to be black. That's the new rule. I was just like, okay, all right. So I guess I'm not watching the Oscars anymore. I guess that's not a culturally significant unifying thing anymore, where all Americans can come together to see glitz and glamour and act like we're in some sort of first world country. Nope. Now it's just fist fights and racism. Wonderful. Good to see. So there's not so many anymore. The Super Bowl is still like the the last remaining cultural event. So it's important. And the commercials are an event as well. And they were awful. And, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the, the Jesus washing feet commercial that one um oh boy are we gonna spin it we're gonna go frame by frame through that little doozy so don't worry about that but one of the weird things is like all the celebrities in the super bowl they're all like 70 years old all the celebrities they get trotted out is like arnold schwarzenegger like danny devito you get that this is this is cultural death right like nobody cares about the young people anymore that's why taylor swift is such a big deal right now she's like the last remaining white pop star that anybody like actually cares about and actually has some semblance of talent so it's just it's just kind of sad seeing all of the the celebrities you're supposed to get all excited about they're all like geriatric they're all so old because for the last 20 years, nothing of cultural significance has come out of Hollywood or the music industry. It's just all trash. It's all remakes. I only watched about half the game, so I didn't even get like half the commercials. But the ones that I did see, you know, they're, it's, they're remaking. Uh, now they're making a, a movie out of Wicked, which is the 
a Broadway play. So again, you know, it's a remake, a reimagining of an old film, only with the bad guy as the protagonist. Wonderful. Great. That's what, that's, that's what we need. Not, not any sort of fairy tale level good and evil, but like everything's gray. We know we're not sure whether the bad guy's really bad or not. We don't know. Black actress playing the, the, the titular role, I guess. Uh, so that's great. You know, just harvesting movies from a hundred years ago at this point, because we can't come up with anything original. And then you've got like kingdom of the planet of the apes, which I guess is a, prequel to a sequel to a remake of an old movie right the planet of the apes from the 60s or whenever got remade and now they're now it's a franchise now it's a now it's a cinematic universe of course so like it's not just not original not original would be okay you're remaking a movie this is a prequel to a sequel to a remake of a movie so that's that's nice. Just how many layers of facsimile can you uh, pound into it? So just, uh, it, we just witnessed America's cultural death, just zombified cultural holdovers from the 70s. You know, at least, at least Usher is only like 20 years out of date, right? Doing the halftime show. At least he's only 20 years out of date. It's not, it's not the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. We aren't having to go back 50 years to find something people actually enjoy. Only like 20 or so. Yeah, just everything. Everything, everything, Did everything. Did you hear Usher's halftime performance? or? Uh, I didn't. I didn't, and I frankly couldn't care less. And of I course, feel like the mix they gave to the people watching the broadcast was pretty bad. Because... It had a lot of the the mic'd up elements from the stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. It just wasn't... um, I feel like previous Super Bowl performances, they've given a better mix to the people watching the broadcast, and it sounded better. This one was pretty tough. Yeah, I kind of like it in double speed. In double speed, it looks very silly. (laughs) Wait till we get to the part with the roller skates. Oh, no, there were roller skates? I literally could only stand to watch like half. And I mean, literally, it was like, uh, and I, f- I feel like there were plays that happened during the commercial break. Was that something that other people noticed where they would like come back from commercial break and the ball would have switched sides? And it's like, well, wait, they were on third down. When we went to commercial break. What happened? <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one that noticed that or if that was, I, I mean, maybe I was missed it. But like, and I'm not just complaining, like there were too many commercials, but it was literally like you would see like a player to a football and then there'd be a whole bunch of commercials again, just watching it with three-year-olds. You're just like, what do, what do these kids even think is going on? Do they have any idea? Cause it's one thing when it's like, okay, here's a, here's a, a football game that's, you know, and then it, it goes to commercial for a few minutes and we're back in the football game where it's obvious that the football game is the thing that you're supposed to be watching. But in this case, You'd get like 30 seconds of football, two minutes of commercials, 10 more seconds of football, 20 more minutes of commercials. Yeah, what is, what is this? Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> Straight from hell. Straight from the pits of hell. Okay, all right. 
All right. Well, I guess we're going to do your daily dispatch on the other side here. But they're giving you, they're giving you a, a kind of a preview of where you're going to be if you don't wash everybody's feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we're we're going to get into the feet washing. Good Lord, we're going to get into the feet washing. Just one of the most obvious. I feel like that commercial makes Jesus out to have like a foot fetish or something. Yeah. Jesus was really into feet. I mean, look, I'll give him credit. If they wanted people talking about this, people are certainly talking about this, whatever this is, whatever this message is, and we'll get into what the message actually is. And I see some people with very, very generous interpretations of what we're looking at here. Uh, You don't give them the benefit of the doubt. We're going to actually look at what this message is actually conveying, who it's actually conveying the message to. And what they can possibly mean by saying Jesus didn't teach hate. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. He gets us, all of us. Uh, Oh, man. I should have ended this uh, segment with the video. Uh, Devin Stack from Blackpilled did a a remake, a parody of that. Maybe we'll come in with the parody on the other side. We'll show it to you either way, where it's just... Christians literally washing the feet of demons because that's the message I got from it. We'll do your daily dispatch on the other side. I'll stop rambling about uh, football enough to get to the actual news about major decisions and major world events, geopolitical goings on that occurred while everybody was distracted during the football. And then we will return to ranting about the Super Bowl. Oh, we definitely will. It was a thrilling night of the American decline and collapse. All so, what if people got this uh, heated up about like humanity being destroyed? Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be crazy? And- Please go to InfoWarsStore.com and get amazing products like Next Level Foundational Energy. I don't have time to tell you about it. Just go research it. It is incredible. Just get it, and you will be amazed. And then at least you know you're funding the operation. Get a copy of my book that keeps me on air, signed or unsigned. Fundraisers to sign copy. The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. In a galaxy of endless energy needs, the power of turbo force rises above the rest. The force that propels you to tackle your day and face the dark side of fatigue. Turbo force ensures you stay sharp, alert, and at the top of your game. Don't let fatigue pull you into the dark side. Be the hero of your own saga. Harness the power, feel the rush, and take control with Turbo Force. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today, and may the Turbo Force be with you. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We started a little a little late here with the uh, Daily Dispatch. But let's get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 12th of February, 2024. 
Super Bowl goes down to the wire as MVP Mahomes leads Kansas City to nail-biting overtime win. Super Bowl, was it 58? Lived up to the hype as Kansas City Chiefs pulled off a dramatic 25-22 overtime win Sunday night to repeat as champions of the National Football League. It was their fourth Super Bowl appearance out of the last five and third Super Bowl victory. It was the first time in two decades that an NFL team repeated as Super Bowl champion. Now, I've seen a lot of stuff about the NFL being rigged. I guess it's the only sport in America other than professional wrestling that's classified as sports entertainment, meaning they don't actually have to provide fair, uh, you know, they, they can actually fake results. And that's like legal, apparently. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that, but there's a lot of evidence for it. There is a lot of suspicious activity in just about every uh, NFL game, and this one was no shortage. But, of course, the big story were the commercials and the surrounding cultural events and, of course, Taylor, Taylor Swift and whatever his name is, who was yelling at the coach midway through the game. Just, it's all awful. And we'll, we'll again, get into the commercials here in just a second. We'll dig into the big... Uh, standout ad spots from that day. But while everybody was distracted, the U.S. Senate advanced a $95 billion aid package to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan in super rare or in rare Super Bowl Sunday vote. There are 10 Republic or 18 Republicans who voted with Democrats in an unusual session held on Super Bowl Sunday. The U.S. Senate voted to move forward a substantial $95 billion aid package that will support Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan with no Southern border security provisions the vote garnered support from rhinos the final tally of 67 27 the vote came in response to senator Rand paul's steadfast refusal to expedite voting on the bill which he vehemently criticized as rotten and detrimental to national interest senator paul expressing his staunch opposition declared he would not allow the bill to pass immediately emphasizing his concerns over prioritizing foreign aid over domestic issues saying, quote, this bill sends the message to Americans that their elected officials don't care about them. I've never met any Kentuckian who says fix the border of Ukraine before you fix our border. According to The Hill, Schumer offered Republicans a chance to vote on amendments in exchange for expediting the legislative process. By a vote of 67 to 27, the Senate invoked cloture on Murray Substitute Amendment 1388 to H.R. 815, Legislative Vehicle for uh, Supplemental Appropriations, the Senate Press Galley. Gallery wrote on X, 67 senators voted in favor of war funding, while 27 senators opposed the expenditure, all of whom were Republicans. So again, just, it really is something else. When you really thinking about it, think about it like an alien, when you just think about it from a bird's eye view or, or in terms of just what's actually going on, it really is just insane that we have a, a cabal of old men in Washington, D.C., who just they take it very seriously and they've they get together and they debate and they hold votes and they stick to the prescribed procedure parliamentary games they play and all they're doing is just deciding how to spend other people's money like they take it very seriously like what they're doing is you know very important and for the benefit of the country like they're the leaders the government the leadership helping to guide the ship of state like they're literally just a bunch of random dudes who've never created anything standing around and debating how to spend your money on people overseas, how best to 
massively redistribute your income to their war aims overseas. It's just just why do we put up with this, I guess, is the is the big question. Because they'll kill us if we don't is the answer, which really, really puts a puts a cap on what exactly we're talking, how exactly we are ruled by a geriatric mafia. Meanwhile, in Houston, off-duty cops kill female shooter at Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church. Two others injured. A five-year-old boy was critically wounded, police said. Shots fired during Houston church service. It was actually caught on video. Police say that the shooter was shot by authorities at Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. A woman opened fire with a long gun inside celebrity pastor Joel Olstein's megachurch in Texas on Sunday afternoon before being shot and killed by off-duty police officers. The armed woman, who was between the ages of 30 and 35, entered the Lakewood Church in Houston just before 2 p.m. local time, alongside a five-year-old boy who was critically wounded in the shootout with police. A 57-year-old man who was not believed to be involved in the incident was also shot but in stable condition, according to Houston Police Chief Troy Finner. The suspect was gunned down by two off-duty officers who were working security at the church. She was pronounced dead at the scene, Finner said. The injured, hospi- uh, the injured child remains hospitalized in critical condition at a local hospital, according to Finner. When asked if the responding officer shot the child, the police chief told reporters he didn't know, but added, if it was, unfortunately, and that female, the suspect, put that baby in danger, I'm going to put the blame on her. Going with the Israeli style of hostage negotiation. Kill the hostage. But, you know, just another just another uh, random shooting at a church, which obviously we need means we need more funding um, for anti-Semitism or something. I don't know. All, all, all I know is we cannot portray Christians as being under attack in today's culture. The U.S. defense chief Lloyd Austin has been hospitalized again. So once again, the entirety of our military is in the hands of some deputy. We don't even know who it is. Uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has been remitted to a hospital, the Pentagon said on Sunday afternoon. Pentagon Press Secretary Major General Pat Ryder gave an update to the defense leader's condition, saying the hospital administration uh, admission had occurred early Sunday afternoon, saying today at approximately 2.20 p.m., Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin was transported by his security detail to Walter Reed National Security Medical Center to be seen for symptoms, suggesting an emergent bladder issue, he said. Okay, so the the head of the American military is wetting himself and being sent to the hospital to figure out what's going on, which is uh, which is nice. He did he did bother to actually tell people this time, so that's nice. It's nice to know he learned his his lesson his lesson, and we're not um, just completely without military leadership while massive military happenings occur across. The world, and in this case, uh, yes, once again, Israel is reaching new heights of barbarity and horror. At least 67 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli attacks on Gaza's southernmost city of Rafah as strikes hit houses and mosques. At least 67 people were killed in air raids in the overcrowded city of Rafah, according to statements from the Hamas-run territory's Ministry of Health. The pre-dawn strikes on Monday hit 14 houses and three mosques in different parts of the city in the south of the enclave, the uh, Hamas government reported. The Israeli military said it conducted a series of strikes on terror targets in the area of Shabora in the southern Gaza Strip. Israeli Prime Minister 
Benjamin Netanyahu told U.S. broadcaster ABC News that the Rafah operation would continue until Hamas was eliminated, adding he would provide safe passage to civilians wishing to leave, which is interesting because Rafah was, of course, one of the safe zones denoted by Israel as a place to flee to, uh, which is why out of the dozens and dozens of people killed, the vast majority have been women and children. And here we are for almost five months after the uh, attacks of October 7th, and we're seeing the most horrific footage yet. Truly horrifying, beyond description stuff of just, I'm just literally body parts being gathered up, just like people just like putting piles of hands and arms and legs, all of children, uh, just piling them up for collection later. Just beyond horror, just an ongoing genocide, just relentless, horrifying mass murder taking place, and uh, nobody's doing anything to stop it. So it's interesting that, you know, it's like the stop anti-Semitism ad playing while uh, this happens. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid still highly toxic but containable now these companies had a stockpile of this poison and there was no affordable way to dispose of it lucky for them one of their major stockholders was also the secretary of the treasury who was responsible for the public health service at the time and by 1950 the u.s government began buying this toxic untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Awesome. Well, we were thinking we want to end off with a little rapid fire. We have a couple names. You say oh, one word about them. Go ahead. Which one? Do you Elon like? Musk. Smart. Joe Biden. Dumb. Kim Jong-un. Interesting. OJ Simpson. I better not get into it. Kim Kardashian. Disingenuous. Justin Trudeau. See, I help extraordinarily liberal. Ice Spice. <laughs> Who the hell is Ice Spice? <laughs> you don't know Ice Spice? Like, da, 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 Who the hell is Ice Spice? <laughs> 
Go ahead, play people, it Millions of people are asking around the world. I like it. Okay, I like God, it. God, I love Donald Trump. I love him so much. Yeah, I'm, I don't feel so bad about not knowing who Ice Spice is. Donald Trump, who the hell is Ice Spice? <laughs> Incredible. So yes, the, the cultural chaos of America was on full display yesterday during the Super Bowl. Strangely enough, probably the advertisement that got the most response that I saw on Twitter was the wokest, if that's how you want to put it, commercial, ironically, strangely, bizarrely, from a Christian group, supposedly, I guess, theoretically, advertising Christianity itself, but that's not really what happened. That's not really what was on display. So we'll go to this commercial. It's the washing feet commercial. And uh, in case you missed it, and in case you're a radio listener, we'll go ahead and uh, describe to you what is happening on screen. We can play clip number three and just and just be ready to pause it, guys. And we'll, we'll pause on each one of these images and see if we can't describe what exactly we're seeing here. Okay, first we've got uh, some sort of Norman. Hold on, hold on. We we got to pause it. We got first. We got some sort of Norman Rockwell esque uh, image. These are all still images. In this case, uh, a, a blonde younger guy is washing the feet of an old guy. Okay, while the wives sit in the background away from each other. It's a little weird, but okay. Moving on. We can go to the next one now. This is uh, a police officer. I guess washing the feet of a criminal. I guess. I, I guess maybe he's not a criminal. Some, some black guy was hanging out in an alley. I don't know. I don't want to assume he's a criminal, but the, the cop is, is washing his feet. The cop is on and both the, knees. Cop is on both knees. Okay, not just kneeling, but on both knees. But that's because he's, well, he's a little chubby. He's a little bit chubby, and uh, he is about to split his pants. Uh, but that's all right. He's so also looks like he took off his combat boots. He also has no boots on a Hispanic cop. Okay. Here we have uh, a, a pretty white uh, sort of prep girl uh, washing the feet of a girl with a cropped red hair. So, and this is in a high school of some sort. Just kind of punky, maybe a little goth vibe. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little punk goth, non-Christian vibe going. Unironically into Green Day. <laughs> yes, yes, very unironically into Green Day. Okay, all right, good. Good to see. All right, I'm feeling the spirit already. Okay, here we have a sort of a white, older, hippie-looking guy uh, washing the feet of a Native American in some sort of Breaking Bad uh, deleted scene. Okay, it's great. It's wonderful, an old truck. Okay, this one is this one's interesting. Here we have a, an older woman in a sweater washing the feet of a young woman outside of a Planned Parenthood Family planning, aka abortion clinic. A couple interesting things about this one. <laughs> a couple strange things about this. Uh, the girl is is clearly child coded, uh, right? The she's wearing overalls like like babies wear. So that's kind of weird. I guess the insinuation would be this is a this is a minor girl who uh, is aborting her baby, and she's having her her feet washed. Behind you see. I guess, protesters that aren't really protesting. They're just sort of holding signs and chatting to one another. Uh, 
the the real you know secret behind this is that uh, this woman in blue, the woman in the blue sweater, she actually that night had her door kicked down by the FBI and she was hauled off under the FACE Act and now faces 10 years in federal prison for uh, blocking the entrance to a uh, family planning clinic. So that's kind of sad, but it's the Christian thing to do, I suppose. Uh, okay, great. That's, that's what we're seeing there. This one, another very strange one, uh, some sort of filthy alcoholic kitchen, uh, some sort of strung out drug addict uh, who is like almost being kissed by some redheaded woman. There's a there's a bizarre kind of sexual energy to this one that I don't find in the other ones. And I also don't understand, but okay. She's washing her feet. Uh, okay, in this one, we've got a, what I guess is an oil worker in an oil field washing the feet of the dumbass liberal who's protesting his means of making a living. Okay, so she's sitting on a rusted out barrel with the, her her stop oil sign in the background. Okay, here we have uh, a woman who I guess lives in this previously nice neighborhood washing the feet of uh, the the filthy grime covered migrant who is just getting off of a bus from Chicago with her bag of trash. There's a trash bag that I guess she's brought along with her. <laughs> and in this case, see, this is supposed to represent. Migrants, but what you see here is that the majority of the people in the image are uh, children and women, which means these are not uh, actual migrants that we're used to. It it would be a little bit different if it was the suburban housewife uh, washing the feet of the MS-13 gang member who has arrived in uh, Chicago to get welfare. But um, by the way, that trash bag is stuffed full of fentanyl. It, yeah, I mean it's full of something. I guess the insinuation is that. Like they're just so poor, they don't ha- they don't have luggage, so they're using trash. Or she's literally just taking trash around with her. I don't know, but again, a, a sort of mixed messages here as uh, the migrants are depicted having brought literal trash along with them. Wonderful. Okay, here we have uh, a woman washing the feet of her Muslim neighbors. So you've got uh, a Muslim woman under the close supervision of her husband. Uh, while the the white husband is is like drinking a beer and looking suspiciously on, he's the bad guy. Obviously, is it an apple? What's an oh? He's holding an apple. Oh, he's holding an apple with a bite out of. Okay, ah, some real real spiritual uh, symbolism going on here. Okay, so washing the feet of Muslims, wonderful. Okay, here we have a, a black activist washing the feet of a Hispanic activists uh they're holding signs there's some sort of raucous uh debate between the minority groups uh one of them is so the black guy on the left is i guess the right-wing nazi he has a sign that says no censorship is that what that says so obviously he is the the hate-filled bigot that just wants to insult jews online and and doesn't want censorship uh while somebody else on the other side has a sign that says shut him up so they're obviously the good guys Okay. All right. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> Can move on to the next. Okay. This one's very weird because there's no feet washing going on. It is instead some sort of, uh, some sort of like, uh, you know, like Colonial Williamsburg style uh, theme park where they've dressed up like it's uh, post Civil War front porch diner thing. And it's an elderly black man and an elderly white man, both of their feet in a tub, 
and the, the black man is comforting the white man. It'll be okay, sir. Don't worry. It'll all be over soon. <laughs> so, okay, great. All right. Wonderful. This is, I'm feeling so Christian. Now here's, here's the good, here's the best one. I think this is the best one. Uh, a flaming homosexual black man in cutoff overalls is having his shaved and waxed legs washed by a filthy priest who's uh, covering himself as much in water as as the person he's washing. Uh, this uh, black man, I suppose, has just stopped roller skating and uh, has stopped to have his feet washed by the priest. So this is uh, this is the, the Christian propaganda, and I think there's one. Is there one more image, or that might be the final one? And then we close out with the uh, statement: Jesus didn't teach hate. Okay, he washed feet, and that is a message from uh, He gets us, all of us. He gets us. I think is the name of the group that uh, put this out. Jesus didn't teach hate. So. The most we'll start we'll start here with the most generous interpretation of what we just saw there. I theoretically, I think what they were going for is you've got okay, so in each one of those images, I suppose we're supposed to see one of them as Christian and one of them is not Christian. The Christian one is washing feet, showing how Christians uh, love everybody. But here's the thing. That's not what washing feet is about. Washing feet is not an act of love. It's an act of debasement. And that's what the story from the Bible was about. It was the inversion. It was the shocking idea that the master would wash the feet of the slave. Uh, so what we're seeing there was not, it's not an act of love. It's an act of, of debasement and um, inferiority. So we'll get into what this message is actually saying and who the message is actually for on the other side. Stay with us. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD, like Rebel Zen, has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Again, we will get into some of the geopolitical, political stuff, the uh, war bill that was passed on Super Bowl Sunday, $95 billion for ongoing conflicts that have nothing to do with us and benefit everybody except for the American people. We'll also talk about the just horrific massacre carried out by Israel against the formerly safe zone of Rafa killing dozens of some reports upwards of uh, 100 women and children in their 
diabolical drive to eradicate the um, Palestinian people. We'll get into all of that stuff, but we're focusing on the cultural deal of the Super Bowl right now, uh, in, in particular, a commercial from a group called He Gets Us, which is a Christian nonprofit from uh, Kansas, funded in part by the owner of Hobby Lobby. Now, the response to this has been very vocal, and there's an interesting dichotomy going on here. We have a response on Twitter from, uh, just I, I like this as an example because you've got, on one hand, Matt Walsh, and on the other hand, Michael Knowles. Both of these guys are Daily Wire show hosts. Very similar uh, audience, obviously. Matt Walsh's following is about twice as much as Michael Knowles uh, in terms of Twitter followers, but uh, similar size, million-plus followers, very sort of, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, like just just outside of mainstream, but really pretty much mainstream at this point. Daily Wire is fairly mainstream. And you've got two responses from them to this commercial, and so you have Matt Walsh, with a negative interpretation, and Michael Knowles with a positive interpretation. Matt Walsh says this organization has millions of dollars to spend on Super Bowl ads, pushing heretical BS to mass audience. Who are their funders? Where are they getting the money for this? Right, so very suspicious, very negative, calling it heretical. Uh, This post by Matt Walsh had 12,000 likes at the time. I think that's just about doubled since last night. But 12,000 versus Michael Knowles, who says, I'm the only, am I the only conservative Christian who totally didn't hate the He Gets Us ad? Yes, it speaks woke ease, but it's not for us. It's for secular libs. There's a risk it leads to heretical complacency, but if it gets some lost lib to even consider our Lord, I'm not totally opposed. This, posted at a similar time as the Matt Walsh one, has only 1.1 thousand likes. So about, about 10 times, or at this point, I think it's about 20 times as many people liking the more hardcore negative response from Michael Knoll or from uh, Matt Walsh than the understanding generous interpretation from Michael Knowles. So just an interesting dichotomy, an interesting signal as to how actual Christians feel in this country. We are sick of weak, complacent, subservient Christianity. And this is the thing about the commercial that's my main take when I think it gets to the heart of why so many people see this. And and it's true, you can't quite put your finger, because it's like, you know, we're watching this with our kids, and at the time I'm like, this is propaganda. But then, you know, it's it's the reason why the commercial sort of works or why it's a, a good psychological thing for them to do is it's like, you know, I'm not going to tell my kid, like, no, you should, you should not wash people's feet. They should wash your feet. Like, yeah, it's a good message. You should want to serve your neighbor. So, like, ostensibly, it's not that bad of a thing. So why do people feel weird about it? And one of the reasons, I think, is because it's, first of all, a message for Christians. This commercial was targeted for Christians. It was They were telling Christians not to hate people. They weren't telling other people about Christianity. They weren't saying, come on over, the water's fine, you'll be happy here. It was a message to Christians to stop hate, which I guess means the cop should debase themselves to the criminals. And if you give the cop instead arrest the criminal, he hates them. Uh, But the real big takeaway is 
this was not an inversion. This was a depiction because in the in the modern age, Christians are constantly being crushed by the secular left. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. So, again, we are going through this this Jesus washing feet ad with a fine-tooth comb, trying to figure out what exactly it's saying, why it's causing such a, a division, and what it represents culturally as, as to what's going on in America with Christianity and the, and the secular left. So again, it all rings a bit hollow when the idea behind feet washing is that, and it's in particular, the stories from the Bible of Jesus washing his disciples' feet, he didn't wash the feet of the tax collectors. He didn't wash the feet of Mary Magdalene. In fact, the other big story from the New Testament of feet washing is Mary Magdalene washing Jesus' feet with her own hair and and weeping as she as she prostrates herself against uh at at Jesus's feet in asking for forgiveness for Jesus and that that lesson alone is really more about Jesus saying it's more important to sincerely desire to do good and sincerely desire forgiveness rather than the ritualistic purification that Jews were used to at the time Right, because the Pharisee is like, you realize she's an unclean woman that's touching you right now. She hasn't done the ceremony where she kills an animal, so she's unclean. And Jesus is like, no, that doesn't matter anymore. I'm here now. I forgive her. And it's the Pharisee like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you forgive her? She has to kill the chicken. And uh, Jesus is like, no, no, it's different now. But that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And this is an inversion of the master-slave, master-follower relationship, which is why in the actual event, his, his disciples are so shocked at this. And it is sort of, a, sort of a shocking thing. It also doesn't make as much sense because washing feet at the time was because people were either barefoot or wore sandals and their feet would get dirty. It's weird in this commercial where it's like people are wearing shoes and they're taking their shoes off to have their feet washed, uh, which makes it a fully just symbolic act, not with no um, semblance of, of utility. But let's actually read the verse from the Bible that this is referencing. Uh, I don't actually have which book it's in. I think it's, I, th- I think it's, John chapter, uh, chapter 13, but Jesus, is wash- Jesus washes his disciples' feet. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the, the Father, having loved his own who were in the world and loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured 
poured water into a basin and began washing and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter said, not just my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean, which is interesting to me because he hasn't actually betrayed him yet, but he will. So it's the intention to do bad that is, uh, makes you unclean. But anyway, it says, when he had finished washing their feet and he put on his clothes and returned to his place, do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Truly, uh, very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So again, the takeaway here is that this was a, inversion this was it was shocking to the to the disciples because they're like whoa 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 you're the you're the lord you're the leader you're the teacher you aren't supposed to wash our feet we're supposed to wash yours and he's saying no this is an inversion i'm willingly subjecting you know becoming a subject of you for this symbolic moment see that kind of rings hollow when you've got american christians washing the feet of LGBT activists or washing the feet of minorities in this country or, or cops washing the feet of, of uh, criminals because in modern America, it's pretty obvious who has the upper hand, who walks all over the other, right? Christians in this country are continuously beaten down by their secular counterparts. So this isn't as much an inversion as just a display of debasement of Christians at literally at the feet of people who despise them. So I think they're missing the point here a little bit. And the other, you know, takeaway from this is that the message of this commercial is directed at Christians. Again, theoretically, what this would be would be like a message to the non-Christians, a message to the LGBT activists, a message to the uh, abortion havers that basically you don't need to be scared of Christians. See, Christians are nice. We'll wash your feet. And the idea that I guess this would get through to the to the non-Christians that they would be like, oh, OK, Christians are 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 pathetic and and will serve me so i guess i should look into what their religion is like this doesn't make any sense you're saying this doesn't make any sense so when michael knowles is like hey if this gets one liberal to you know actually consider jesus then that's good and it's like well okay if that was the mission there's like 10 million other ways 10 million other commercials they could make that might actually get through to people might actually make them think hey gee my life is kind of miserable. I am constantly, you know, doing drugs and, and having promiscuous sex. I'm doing all these things that are, that are not good for me. Maybe I should try Christianity. Maybe they have a way out of this cycle of misery and, and desperation. So just to say like, well, it could potentially, maybe somebody could be 
changed by this. Like, that's not a good excuse at all. And clearly the message is to Christians. It says Jesus didn't preach hate. So I guess the in, insinuation is that if you don't debase yourself to the Muslims, if you don't debase yourself to the criminals and the people having abortions and and political activists who want the government to make your job illegal, uh, you hate them. You must hate them, I guess, which is stupid. That's stupid. To oppose something doesn't mean you hate the person doing the thing. That seems like a pretty basic Christian understanding to me. You don't have to hate the, the young woman having an abortion, but you should probably hate the abortion. You don't have to hate the criminal as a human being with a soul, but you should probably hate the crime that targets and, and victimizes innocent people. You're not supposed to love that, right? The cops aren't supposed to serve the criminals. This is an inversion of reality. It's an inversion of, uh, of the Christian culture that we have. And again, it's, it's Jesus didn't teach hate, which again, I guess is, is supposed to be a message to the people that think Christianity does teach hate, but that seems to reinforce that message. It seems like it's a message to Christians saying, hey, you need to stop hating everyone. To which the liberal would say, yeah, you do, Christians, you hateful Christians. That's the thing. So when Michael Knowles is like, this, will, this might convince a liberal to think about Jesus. And it's like, why should they? The message to the liberals is Christians should be washing your feet. It's you're not doing anything wrong. It's Christians who are wrong for hating you, even though we don't, we don't hate leftists, we don't hate illegal immigrants, we hate violating laws, we hate taking advantage of good people by the, the exploitative nature of, of immigration or crime. And it costs millions of dollars to, to put this message out. So again, it reinforces the idea that Christians are somehow hateful for not capitulating or, or debasing themselves before people who hate them. And the message to liberals is Christians should be washing your feet. Why would a Christian have to change? The message to them is you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. It's us Christians that need to serve you. That's the message they got. That's the message they took away from that. Pathetic and inverted. Again, just sort of satanic in a lot of ways. And again, it just, it rings hollow in a culture where Christians don't have the upper hand. It's not our religion that's taught in elementary schools. It's the gay religion. It's the rainbow flag religion. It's not, you know, you don't have uh, anti-Christian protesters being thrown into prison for 10 years. It's the Christian protesters who protest abortion clinics who have their door kicked down and a gun pointed at their children as they're hauled into federal prison for a decade. So, again, this is what rings hollow. It would be one thing if it was like, hey, hey, Christians, let's chill out a little bit. We, we should be serving our neighbors rather than oppressing them. But the Christians are the ones being oppressed in this country. The Christians are the ones who are having their religion targeted I mean, it's, I mean, not just America, in the UK, there's a woman who was arrested for silently praying outside of an abortion clinic. It's the, the migrants who are 
getting the benefits and who are, you know, it's the, it's the American veterans who are being kicked out of their home to allow migrants in. So this isn't an inversion of the master follower, master slave relationship. It's an expression of it. It's debasing. And the other thing is like, like nobody wants their feet washed. No, nobody wants that. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. So it's not like the left is washing this. Be like, they'll wash my feet. It's like nobody washed. If you do like somebody washing your feet, it's because you have some sort of sick power fantasy you're playing out. Or if you're like, yeah, wash my feet, Christian. It's like, ugh. You don't want those uh, understanding that we all have that the old white Christian people, uh, traditional moralists, should be washing the feet of the people who reject that the non-white people, the minorities, the sexual deviants, the, you know, freaky weirdos. Like, they're, they're, I guess, the good guys, um, and the Christians are the hateful ones for not debasing themselves in front of that. That's the message that I get from this, obviously. Michael Cassidy is the man who now faces a felony hate crime charge for tearing down the satanic display that was put up during Christmas this year. Uh, he says, John five fourteen. afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said, to him, said unto him, behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto, the, unto thee. Sin no more. Y'all need to be teaching that and repentance. That has 500 at least more likes than the actual video itself, which again, just gives you a message of where we are. And, and I mean, this is a great example. Mike, or, uh, yeah, Michael Cassidy and the the satanic display is a wonderful example. You can tear down a, a Christian display and be celebrated for it. You can burn an American flag and be celebrated as a free speech warrior. If you burn an LGBT flag, you can face 15 years in prison. People have been sent to prison for over a decade on hate crime charges for burning an LGBT flag in America. People have been, this guy, Michael Cassidy is facing a, a hate crime charge, which means that it's, it's an accelerated advanced charge. It means not just are you being charged for what you did, but there's an extra couple of years that'll get tacked onto your sentence because it was a hate crime for damaging a satanic temple display. That doesn't have, there's literally not a function in the judicial system or in law to have hate crime put on people who are anti-Christian. Like you can't under law Christianity is not a protected status, minority status group. So if you commit a crime against Christians or a crime against white people, there's no hate crime charge that can be added to it. Right? Yeah, Black Lives Matter, right? Uh, um, Enrique Tarrio being sent to prison for burning a Black Lives Matter flag, despite the fact that Black Lives Matter, it was a flag hanging on a church that Black Lives Matter tried to burn down. So Black Lives Matter tries to burn down a church the response is, you people are heroes. Thank God for Antifa. Uh, the church will now hang your banner on its wall. But if you burn that banner, then you get sent to prison for a hate crime. So again, that's why all of this rings hollow. Christians are not in charge in this country. Christians are not the oppressive group. Christians are not, you know, the ones sending their dissidents to prison for hate crimes. It's not pro abortion protesters that are sent to prison. It's the Christians that are sent to prison. It's the Christians that are charged with hate crime for destroying satanic displays. It's Christians that are sent to jail for protesting abortion. So that's where all of this is not just meaningless or pointless, but inverted 
and the opposite of what the message should be teaching is. Of course, I said, pretty sickening to see Christianity used to promote an obviously leftist political message. It cheapens and debases the spiritual significance of Jesus Christ. So I have about four times as many likes on that post than the video itself has likes. So people don't like this. People don't want this. People don't want to be told that being Christian is hateful. They don't want to be told that standing up for your faith is somehow antithetical to your faith, that somehow in order to express love, you have to debase yourself and allow yourself to be oppressed and abused by people who despise you. Nobody wants that message. Nobody likes that message. Nobody resonates with that message. Certainly not Christians and certainly not non-Christians. Nobody resonates with this message. This is, and it was clearly, it's clearly a leftist propaganda, right? That shouldn't be confusing to anybody. Again, you have people with this like overly generous interpretation where they're like, no, but Jesus was a social justice warrior. It's like, no, he wasn't. (laughs) I'm sorry. He wasn't. If he was, if you want to make that argument, then he was a rebel against the uh, uh, satanically influenced rabbinical leadership of the Jews at the time and the Roman oppression of their subject people under imperialism. So that's not America. America doesn't have either one of the, well, theoretically, America doesn't have either one of those things. And again, the actual story from the Bible was Jesus washing his apostles' feet. An inversion of the master-follower relationship rings pretty hollow when it's American Christians washing the feet of people who walk all over them constantly. Uh, Beardson at Beardson Beardley says, Jesus did not tolerate sin. He did not wash the feet of the woman at the well. He reprimanded her and told her the truth. You were committing idolatry by creating a version of Christ in your image, all for the sake of modernism. That has 6,000 likes compared to the less than 2,000 likes on the actual commercial itself. So again, this is about the, the desire to turn Jesus into some sort of leftist idol of debasement and subjection to the will of non-Christians versus the upholding of Christian beliefs in the face of blatant oppression by a secular, frankly, satanic government that we operate under right now. So nobody likes this. Nobody wants this. Christians don't want this. Non-Christians don't want this. Everybody who's worth anything recognizes this. Damani Felder also saying, ah, yes, perverting the biblical message to promote the tolerance of left-leaning degeneracy. Very good. Lucifer is pleased. You have pleased your master, the devil, you fake idolatrous Christians. Yeah, I think it's a a good interpretation from Beards and Beardley because he he sort of hits it right on the head. They aren't actually promoting Jesus. They're warping and perverting Jesus into what they want him to be. And the the political messaging in this is overt. It's over the top. This is politicizing religion in a way that is disgusting and hugely uh, heretical, if not outright blasphemous. So I think we've covered that. I think we've thoroughly destroyed that little piece of propaganda. Hope it's all clear now. Uh, We'll go to a uh, parody of this that Devin Stack from Blackpilled put out in just a second. I do want to tell you that Bod Ease is back in stock and 40% off. That's the turmeric supplement. Turmeric has been used as a medicinal herb for thousands of years, well-recognized for its incredible uh, anti-inflammation properties, and it's been studied 
with modern science, it's really proven just how effective this all-natural and ancient supplement is. Paired with black pepper, Bodies is a turmeric supplement that takes advantage of the power of turmeric with over 95% of its active ingredients because turmeric contains some of those powerful antioxidants. We decided to pair it together with other powerful ingredients, including five different herbs and extracts for the ultimate boost for you and your family. And again, you can just go look at turmeric supplements on the shelf. You'll be lucky if you get like 30% cucurminoids. Uh, we have 95%. Incredibly powerful supplement on sale now at 40% off. Now here is that uh, the remade Super Bowl ad from uh, Devin Stack. child washing the feet of the drag queen debasing himself before the clowns why not wash the feet of the devil why not wash the feet of the demons and the monsters why not show the, the nice upstanding Americans just serving the specter of death and chaos and misery that despised them might as well right it's not like you're supposed to stand up for anything the enemy doesn't sleep. Black Bill from De- uh, Devin Stack. But folks, we're standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsTore.com, then I- I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsTore.com. If just... A half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work. Just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarsstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. We're going to move on to a bunch of other news here. We're also going to open up uh, Twitter spaces for your comments later in the show. Not sure if we'll take calls or just do, maybe we'll just do Twitter spaces today. But we will open that up in just a moment. Just some other news from around the world. Another right-wing victory, not far-right, but center-right victory in 
European elections. Stubb, elected president in NATO Finland, vows no relations with Russia until the end of the war. Center-right National Coalition Party leader Alexander Stubb has been elected, new president of Finland, in a vote that marks a new era in the Nordic country. No longer neutral, how a NATO member with a fiercely anti-Russian political class. Stubb narrowly won the election today, defeating Liberal Green Party member Pekka Havisto, who has conceded a defeat to say that Stubb is pro-European, a strong supporter of Ukraine, and somebody who has taken a tough stance towards Russia is not much, because the same could be said about Hasvisto. Uh, there's no space in contemporary Finnish politics for any nuance when it comes to Russia. Reuters reported, reported he declared himself winner in the runoff vote, securing 51.6% of the votes as 99.7% uh, of ballots had been counted against Havisto's uh, 48.4, Justice Ministry showed. In Finland, the president has significant power as head of state, overseeing security and foreign policy. This now includes the NATO hardline stance towards Russia, which shares a long border with Finland. NATO is uh, the, the main source of contention in Europe today. The NATO chief says Trump's comments on abandoning alliance endangers U.S. and European troops, which is sort of one of the, the brilliant things about Starting wars is once you do it, you're committed. You have to keep doing it. So if NATO hadn't aggressively expanded towards Russia multiple times in multiple waves over the last several decades, then there would be no danger. But since they have, there is, right? Since they have aggressed against Russia, since they have backed Russia into a corner, since they have routinely created circumstances in which Russia, for its own survival, had to take military action. Now, NATO is at risk of all-out conflict, and so it's almost like you have to keep supporting it. That's one of the one of the beautiful things about war, from the mindset of psychopathic globalists whose geopolitical constructs are intended to last forever, regardless of their usefulness. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg addressed a media conference at NATO headquarters in Brussels earlier this month, and he hit back against any suggestion countries within the alliance would not defend one another after former President U.S. Uh, US President Donald Trump said he would not abide by the collective defense clause at the heart of the alliance if elected. In what would be a stunning abandonment of decades-long core U.S. commitment, Trump, who's running for re-election in November, said during a campaign event Saturday he would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want to any NATO members that doesn't meet spending guidelines and would not offer such country U.S. protection. So again, this goes back to what Trump was saying about NATO six years ago when he was saying you're not paying your fair share saying we have these agreements with nato where everybody is every country is supposed to put forward towards the common defense some percentage of the gdp and none of the european countries are meeting their obligations meaning america is footing the bill for securing all these countries and he's saying if you don't hold up your end of the bargain why should we hold up ours it's called the art of the deal it's called using leverage to get what you're due. So this isn't about abandoning NATO and saying you get to be attacked by anybody for whatever. It's saying if you want us to defend you, you need to uphold your end of the bargain. You're supposed to pay some amount. It's not even a big amount. Like we're paying billions upon billions of dollars to fund and arm NATO for the benefit of these other countries who refuse to give like half of the percent of their GDP towards NATO that they're obligated to under the treaties that they've signed. So again, this is about the rules-based order being whatever the hell they say, regardless of the rules or not, 
right? If the rule says, if the rules-based order says countries in NATO have to give this much of their GDP and they're not, and pointing that out is considered dangerous and asking that they actually uphold and adhere to the rules is considered a a threat to them, like that's – it's sort of like the encapsulation of the so-called rules-based order. It means nothing. It means nothing because they get to violate it whenever the hell they want and if you try to actually uphold the rules-based order, you're the bad guy. In the same way that the rules-based international order under NATO, the NATO agreement, Article 5, says if a NATO member is attacked or somehow damaged by a non-NATO member, it ob- obligates all, – all of the other NATO countries are obligated to go to war in defense of the country that was attacked. Now, Germany has had its Nord Stream pipeline destroyed by America or – as some people interpret it, by Ukraine. Ukraine's not a NATO member. Germany is. NATO, if, if Ukraine attacked a NATO country, that should invoke Article 5, just like how the Ukraine bombed Poland by accident and tried to blame it on Russia, but it was turned out obvious that it was Ukraine. Well, wouldn't that be a violation of NATO's sovereignty and activate Article 5 under the rules-based order? But no. When the rules-based order goes against what they want, it's ignored. And this is how the rules-based order really works. And the entire war in Eastern Europe is designed and, and whether it's a, in the view of the globalists, just a positive side effect or whether it's the point, Germany is basically collapsing because of it. The stories in InfoWars. Germany is in really big trouble. Perfect storm of terrible trends paints a bleak picture. Things are not great in Germany. Again, Infowars.com, a confluence of economic stagnation, high energy prices due to anti-nuclear idiocy, and the highest corporate distress rates in Europe suggest Deutschland is in for a sharp contraction, a sentiment shared amongst fund managers, credit traders, and crestfallen German executives moping around Davos last month, according to Bloomberg. The bad news is continuing to pile up after the economy shrank in the final quarter of last year. Downbeat early surveys for 2024 signal there's little respite ahead. So that's because energy is massively expensive in Germany because of the uh, sanctions on Russia or Russian natural gas that they depend on. Uh, also, the lack and actual purposeful dismantling of the nuclear power grid that came about because Angela Merkel was elected following the Fukushima disaster and promised to dismantle the very effective and efficient uh, nuclear program that Germany once operated under. So the German economy is being destroyed. Now, as in a supposedly in, in an attempt to mitigate that, they've brought in millions upon millions of foreigners from Syria and Turkey and elsewhere. Those foreigners, the vast majority, uh, go on welfare, don't actually have jobs. I think 40% of the migrants in Germany actually have jobs. I think 60% don't. They live off welfare. So Obviously, just like it's happening in France, in the UK, in Sweden, in Ireland, and everywhere else, they bring migrants in to prop up the economy as if that's even a good reason, as if that's even a good excuse to replace wholesale the population of your country with foreigners who despise you. It's not, but even if that was a good excuse, it's not actually happening. The economy is getting worse because of the migrants, in addition to the crime and the judicial system getting backed up and the overall general strife that it's creating amongst uh, the population 
politically, uh, nothing but negatives. So either the people that are running NATO and Germany and carrying out this war in Ukraine are just accidentally destroying their own countries, or it's on purpose as part of a wider collapse of the Western world and the uh, former hegemonic superpower America and in Europe, Germany, in order to usher in the alternative, which is BRICS, which is at the end of the day controlled by exactly the same people. So there's that. And again, we're going to continue in the world news. We'll get into what uh, Israel is doing in Rafah. It's just gut-wrenching, so stay tuned for that. We'll get into that on the other side. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here, and we'll open up spaces for your input in the third and final hour of this program. Stay tuned. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, old or young. Nitric Boost does incredible things for your entire cardiovascular system, your immune system, your blood, everything. And we finally got a huge shipment of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship to you right now. Folks, there's a giant list of things it does. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and read about it. But vasodilation, opening up your arteries and your veins, that is so good, and it does such amazing things in every single department. So this product is incredible, and I almost forgot, it's 40% off. So get your Nitric Boost now for 40% off while it's still in stock and discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. You owe yourself a favor. Go research Nitric Boost and then get it. It funds the InfoWar. It does incredible things for your body. Nitric Boost, 40% off InfoWar store. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. A lot of uh, terrible stories out today. Let's just go, let's just go through some of them, shall we? In terms of, uh, or in the topic of the invasion, it continues unabated. 
Bill, Malug- Bill Malugin reports almost 7,000 illegal aliens encountered in one day. The Tucson sector was the highest with 2,500. Seems like every day the story sounds almost the same. Thousands of illegals crossing the border and the mainstream media hardly cares. The reality is this is an everyday occurrence. On Saturday, there was a total of almost 7,000 encounters with illegal aliens at the southern border. Of that, 2,500 were in the Tucson sector in Arizona. A significant portion of the gotaways in this sector are on an Indian reservation land. This area has no wall and zero media access. And it's also a method by which the cartels avoid American law enforcement since the um, since the Indian reservations are under their own administration and are able to keep out the American authorities, the cartels have found them convenient areas to act. TGP reported on Saturday, the Gateway Pundit reported on Saturday, that almost 6,700 illegal encounters in one day this past week. Over 1,000 of those were in the San Diego sector. Top four countries that these illegals are from is Colombia, China, Brazil, and Mexico. Since Texas Governor Greg Abbott locked down the border in Eagle Pass, illegal aliens and smugglers have simply shifted their locations. Arizona and California are wide open for illegals to cross into the U.S., as the Gateway Pundit reported earlier this month. Thousands of migrants in New York are quietly collecting welfare through a rule change brought about by the Governor Hochul. Hochul administration is quietly using taxpayer dollars to gift cash payments to thousands of migrants who don't qualify for typical welfare assistance. The Post has learned. This is from the New York Post. The cash windfall was made possible by the State Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance, modifying its safety net assistance program's eligibility rules in May to include non-citizens with pending applications for legal Asylum status. So obviously, uh, some people are getting asylum hearings scheduled a decade in advance. Will literally be given a a court day where they say, "Come on into America. You're welcome to stay." And you are now an asylum seeker, despite not actually fleeing from an oppressive government, despite not actually literally applying for or like qualifying for asylum. But as long as you say that you are. Then we put you in the system, give you a court date that you really don't even have to go to 10 years from now. And until then, uh, you go ahead and collect welfare, courtesy of the American taxpayer. The announcement was made through the under-the-radar message the agency sent out to social services agencies across the state. The OTDA declined to reveal how many migrants have received SNA checks, but estimates that 90% of New York's current migrant population won't see additional benefits under the rule change They're already seeing benefits, obviously. With more than 173,000 migrants coming into the Big Apple since spring 2022, if only 10% of those migrants were eligible for SNA payments, the number of recipients could could exceed 17,000 in New York City alone. More than 66 migrants currently remain in the city's care. ODTA spokesman Anthony Farmer uh, insisted SNA payments to migrants are only a small portion of the $4.3 billion Hochul has already set aside to ha- handle the migrant crisis in the absence of new federal aid. So again, just, just a massive, massive nation-ending issue that continues to just be facilitated and carried out with the cooperation of the Border Patrol and the people vested with the power to defend us. From Infowars.com, story by Ben Warren, Gaslight Supreme, Mayorkas says, we don't bear responsibility for the border crisis. Oh, they don't bear responsibility. But, but, 
there was somebody in uh, Tennessee, I believe, who apparently said something about using deadly force against the migrants, saying, I'm going to go down there and defend the border myself. Uh, He has been arrested and uh, is now facing domestic terrorist charges. So they don't have responsibility. They don't bear responsibility. But also they will throw you in jail if you try to do the job that they are supposed to. On Sunday, Homeland National Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas had the audacity to claim that the Biden administration does not bear responsibility for the border crisis, despite, amongst other things, terminating the national emergency at the southwest border, revoking a Trump-era executive order that was designed to ensure there was meaningful enforcement of U.S. immigration laws, issuing an executive order protecting, protecting DACA recipients, unveiling the U.S. Citizenship Act, which would provide amnesty to millions of illegal aliens in the U.S., demonstrating intent towards rewarding illegal border crossers with a past path to citizenship and announcing a 100-day moratorium on deportations and immigration enforcement, effectively providing amnesty to criminals and other removable aliens. And that's, again, just the very, very tip of the iceberg. It is a much longer list than that, but that at least is some of the most egregious actions of the people who now completely deny any responsibility whatsoever for what's going on. And since Biden was sworn in as president of January 2021, there have been at least 7 million encounters near the southern border while the government deals with a backlog of more than 3 million asylum cases in U.S. courts. Asylum cases, by the way, I remind you, can be thrown out without prejudice. I mean, just none of these people are actual asylum seekers, which again takes us back to the you know, uh, anti-Christ propaganda that we were just showing and discussing where you've got the suburban housewife washing the feet of the illegal immigrant. And, you know, it is, it's right to, as a Christian on your own volition, not at the behest of a all powerful government, like not, not at the command of a oppressive government forcing you and taking your tax dollars to do it. But as a Christian, you should have charity towards people that are really in distress and as a nation, I think it's a good thing that we can provide a safe harbor for people who are actually fleeing oppression. That's very different than allowing yourself to be taken advantage of by somebody who does not qualify for asylum, but is exploiting your goodness to illegally take advantage of it. Does anybody get this? Anybody understand the difference between saying, oh man, that person has cancer, we better, uh, you know, it's it's a, the Christian thing to do to give them charity and to help them versus, oh, this person is pretending to have cancer in order to get funds from the cancer charity. You're saying that's not actually a, a good, beneficent, loving thing to allow somebody to steal from you, to allow somebody to lie to you in order to qualify for benefits they don't actually deserve. That's not a Christian morally upright thing to do that's not a uh virtue to be taken advantage of is not a virtue to be abused is not a virtue but who am i to say i'm not a billionaire with a propaganda outlet that can afford super bowl commercials 
Uh, meanwhile, from National Pulse, forever chemicals in tap water spread cancer, studies suggest, per and polyfluoral alkyl, alkyl substance, better known as PFAs or forever chemicals, appear to cause cancer to metastasize, according to a new peer-reviewed study. Forever chemicals are near ubiquitous in nonstick cookware and everyday household items, also present in specialized substances, including the foam used by firefighters, who are at a 21% greater risk of developing colorectal cancer than the general population. Researchers at the Yale School of Public Health have now confirmed exposure to forever chemicals causes colorectal cancer cells cultured in petri dishes to migrate to new locations, indicating they could also cause cancer cells in the body to spread. Even in households where non-stick pans and other items made with PFAs are carefully avoided, almost half of U.S. tap water now contains forever chemicals, and they are detectable in the body of some 97% of Americans, the multinational 3M company agreed to a multi-billion dollar settlement with various states and municipalities last year for its part in contaminating the country's water with forever chemicals, reminding you once again that Alex Jones was right the entire time, that InfoWars has been right the entire time, and as they make fun of us for selling water filters, it is the water filters, that could save you from getting cancer. I'm no doctor, I'm not making a medical claim here. I'm just telling you to protect yourself from the poison that's in the tap water, as we've reported for decades here, been mocked and ignored only for the problem to get to such a point that it's impossible to reverse. And now they're willing to admit that, yeah, they should have been paying attention the entire time. Incredible. Very similar story here. CDC's own scientist found masks ineffective for covid But the agency recommended them anyway. The CDC's own scientists conducted studies showing N95 respirators are no more effective at stopping viruses than surgical masks. Yet the agency issued guidance contradicting those in other studies showing both types of masks are ineffective at stopping the spread of COVID-19, according to an investigation by independent journalist Paul D. Thacker. Uh, Because everything our government says is lies, everything is designed to kill and humiliate us. And uh, more and more people are waking up to it thanks to outlets like InfoWars. Keep us online, keep us on the air, keep us fighting back against these psychopath mass murderers by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Defend yourself and support us. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. And people can't identify who's a patron who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 Revolution worldwide. 